Welcome to the Gene Oliver Podcast, where we talk all things business, art, and lifestyle. This is your podcast for building a more creative life. Welcome to the very first episode of the Gene Oliver Podcast. Talking with creatives and business owners is something I have loved doing for years. But in the past, all of these interviews were through a video interview series called Creativity Takes Courage. You can find all of those older episodes at geneoliver.com. With the launch of our brand new Cravely Made Business online workshop, I really wanted to push myself to take the leap into podcasts. At first, it made me feel like I was so behind, but I always believe that any time is the right time to get back on track, so here we are. I thought the best way to kick off this first episode would be to tell you a little bit about me and what even brought me to this place. My name is Jean Oliver, and I am an artist, teacher, business consultant, and the creator of the online art and business creative network, JeanOliver.com. I am also married to my husband, Kelly, and the mom to Jack, Madeline, and Benjamin. Stories always steal my heart and help me to know others better, so I thought a story would be only appropriate now. A few years ago, I had been asked by Melody Ross of Brave Girls Club to speak at their symposium. She asked me to talk about a time when love healed, made a way, or conquered a situation. I have a lot of these stories, as I'm sure you do too, but the stories that ended up settling in me were the times I needed to love and forgive myself. The times when I didn't feel enough, and then the parts of me that I felt were too much for others. Here's a bit of that talk. I grew up in the small rural town of Mount Morris, Illinois, with a population of 3,000. I believe I grew up around some of the kindest and most hardworking people. We were surrounded by farmland, cornfields, gravel roads, silos, and beautiful old barns. I always felt safe, had freedom to explore, everyone knew each other, and looking back, the town was a dream. Growing up, I was extremely creative, and I was regularly gathering the children in the neighborhood to play school. I was always the teacher, writing, drawing, or sketching under a tree. The director, producer, main character of a play in the barn loft, I think you are getting the picture here, decorator and redecorator of my room, and then I would also want to redecorate our whole home. Luckily, my mom was also a very good sport about this. I wrote bad poetry, wrote dramatic love stories, dreamed of being an artist, singer, writer, or archaeologist just to keep things interesting. If I had extra money, I headed to the Ben Franklin to buy raw wooden boxes and craft paint, and I made up stories about everything. As a creative that was trying to constantly fit into a non-creative world around me, I often felt like my currency wasn't the most valued, and then in turn, I didn't see my worth. I didn't know how to honor myself at this age, and then spent years trying hard to fit into the giftings that were far from my core. I tried really hard. I did the things that I knew were honored most and hoped they would be enough. Because I had spent so many years working hard to fit into other people's giftings, I was used to hard work and hoping that my hard work would cover up where I fell short. Unfortunately, even with all my striving, I couldn't hide it all. Whether implied, misunderstood, or directly spoken over me, there were years of not feeling enough, and then parts of me that seemed the most authentic or easy or flawed, that these parts were too much for others. In high school, I was obsessed with old movies that my mom would watch with us on Saturdays while she ironed. I would spend hours sketching clothing based upon these movies and started to think about going to art school and going into fashion design. 
It was in my senior year I shared my portfolio of sketches with my guidance counselor and a few adults in my life. It was during this time I was discouraged about going to art school and encouraged to pursue something more stable, like a business degree. At 17, I thought they were saying I didn't have the talent or ability for art school, and I assumed because of my age and lack of self-awareness that that was why they were encouraging me to try something else. So, without much of a fight at all, I believed them and dropped art. I remember many times that I called my mom those first years of college because it all felt wrong and I felt so lost, and it never occurred to me or anyone else why. In the next years, I struggled with deep regret and unforgiveness over myself. The should-haves, why didn't I, if I had only. I was ashamed of myself for discarding me so easily. I was mad at myself for trying to fit into jobs and degrees that weren't my gifts. And as a bold child and young adult, I was shocked at how easily I was talked out of myself. I had no idea for years that because I lived in a small town 30 years ago and that I wanted to do something that was out of some of the adults' realm of expertise or experience, that art school was being discouraged because it didn't appear safe or secure. I didn't realize that the things they were saying over me had more to do with them than it had anything to do with me. I had thought it was because they had seen in me a lack of talent, passion, or giftings. I had misread them because of my age, lack of confidence in this part of myself, and wisdom over others. Knowing and truly understanding this brought freedom and forgiveness. Forgiveness over myself and those I had listened to. I slowly started digging deeper into my creativity. It began with making a home as a young wife, in birthday parties for my children, making gifts for others, and in scrapbooking. I was missing something, though. All of my creativity had permission and was being honored if it was for other people. I felt like I had the right to ask for the time or money because I was justified. I still didn't know that I was enough to create for, that I was worthy of using my gifts for no other reason than creating brought me great joy. Once I figured that out, my life and art were never the same. Is your business aligned with how you want your life to look and feel? Many creative business owners feel trapped and overwhelmed by the business that was supposed to add more freedom to their lives. You didn't take the risk of starting a business just to end up in the same place or worse, moving in the opposite direction of the life you want. Your business should be a bridge to the life you dream of, not a barrier. Join me in Creatively Made Business, a six-month guided online workshop to build, launch, and nurture a business that aligns with how you want your life to look and feel. Go to creativelymadebusiness.com and start today. When this happened, I saw doors opening in different parts of my life. It was as if the world was saying, we have been waiting for you. We knew you would find your way back. At that moment, I knew I had been given a second chance at the creative life that I didn't know how to grab years before. Then something even more beautiful happened. What started out just blessing me began to be lavished upon others, as in all of our gifts, no matter what they are. When we use our gifts, we start to change our small worlds. And I believe we were given our gifts, no matter what they are, to simply bring us joy, to make life more beautiful for each of us. When we are walking out our gifts, we start to impact those around us, and ultimately, our gifts honor and reflect back to our Creator. 
think of what is lost when we hide our gifts, undervalue them, or wish we could trade them out. A gift, freely given, but the only catch is you have to accept it. The girl that talked too much, created in many areas of her life, gathered people, put on productions, was silly and loved to make people laugh, opinionated, and the one that had too many ideas. So what started as making gifts for friends grew into an Etsy shop and then wholesaling to stores around the country, later manufacturing soft goods like dresses and bags. As we grew, I was completely uncomfortable and scared, but I started to teach online and then started to create my own online network, teaching in-person workshops in the U.S. and then abroad, collaborating with incredible artists and entrepreneurs from all over the world, creating interview series with other creative women, creating business courses and helping others to make their way, business consulting, a best-selling art book, and art shows. It has been a journey that appears like it was over 12 years time, but it really started so much longer ago. I have never worked so hard for something in my life, but I have never known until this what it feels like to walk out my gifts and to do the things that I was made to do. This could have taken on a million faces and I could be doing a million other things within my gifts. The point is, I'm doing. With age comes a sweeter knowing of who we are and I know I will become wiser about myself as the years go on. I just want to be honest with myself and to help others around me see the same. I just want to see clearly the gifts in my husband, our children, family, and friends, and to not discard the parts that I don't connect with or understand. So, if things have been spoken negatively over you, they have always been more about the person saying them. Forgive yourself for being human and for any regrets you may have about not being stronger, wiser, bolder while you were still learning to find your way. The world is waiting with a second, third, and a fourth chance for you to accept and walk out your giftings. Don't hold back the beautiful parts of how you have been creatively made. You are not the only one missing out. Our homes, schools, workplaces, communities, churches, towns, our world is desperate for it. And speak life over people whenever you have a chance. Help others to see that how they have been made is worthy, seen, and valued. You may be thinking right now, what are my gifts? Well, these are usually the things that come so easily to you that you might not look at them as being very special. These are often easy like breathing. It may be how you tell stories, how you make others laugh, make a pie, welcome others into your home, how you gather people and make them feel loved, how you can plan an event, how you can decorate your home or throw a party, how you capture a moment with your camera, how you tend your garden or how you teach a child. It may be how you write a poem or how you play an instrument. It may be how you see those around you and how you help them to be seen. It may be how you put paint to canvas or how you speak life over others. I don't know what your gifts are, but you have them. They just have to be accepted. It took me until I was married and a young mom to not apologize for who I am and how I have been made. It wasn't until I saw worth in my gifts and then started walking them out that I saw how my life could feel compared to trying to fit into the giftings of others. Things didn't have to be so hard. Don't get me wrong, gifts need to be focused, 
fine-tuned, and sharpened for sure, but it is worth the work. I can talk a lot, but I can also listen. Sometimes I don't want to be around anyone at all for a long time. I love fiercely and loyally. I love a good underdog, and if you are one, you may find me fighting for you. Justice is one of my love languages. I believe in Jesus Christ. I am broken and imperfect and lovely all mixed up. I have always wanted to be a mom, but I had no idea how it would change my heart, desires, and humble me like nothing else. It single-handedly made me want to be less selfish. It saved me in all the most beautiful ways. I gathered neighborhood kids, a child, unintentionally ended up homeschooling our children, and now I teach art online and in person around the world. Starting a business from nothing allowed me to learn that it was okay to take help from others without feeling weak, learn how to ask for what I needed without feeling like I was not enough, and gave me the gift of learning to look over my shoulder and reach my hand out to those coming up behind me and to see that we all need each other. By stumbling around and figuring ourselves out, we built a business as a family. We are each using our gifts and sometimes crossing over into other areas because it needs to be done. The gift being that most of the time we are operating out of our giftings. And what is most important is that we see each other. I care about the details and I love making things around me beautiful, but I've learned to not let them get in the way of living. I don't save the best for others, and I try to offer it each day to those that live within the walls of our home. I can be short-tempered, but I will always come back and apologize. With age, my temper is less, and my apologies are quicker. I love to support other women and walk beside them as they unravel their own gifts and how to use them, and I believe this is truly one of my life's callings. I would have missed all of this if I hadn't started using my own gifts. I created a free resource and mini workbook just for you. 10 Tips to Take Back the Peace for a More Beautiful Life. A free ebook if you're looking for some rest in your day-to-day -day like I was. Go to jeanoliver.com slash 10 tips to get your free resource. Creativity is calling. Become the artist you have dreamed to be. After the podcast, meet me over at jeanoliver.com where you will find art, business, and lifestyle online courses. We have over 150 courses from teachers around the world. Thank you for joining me this week. Don't forget to let us know what you thought of this week's podcast and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing. Thanks for listening and see you next time.